We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Brody Van Wagenen, the Mets general manager, joins us now on what has been a, another crazy day for the Mets. Brody, welcome. How are you? Thanks, Mike. How are you doing? All right. First of all, first of all, thanks for coming on. appreciate it. Uh, number one, uh, number one, Cespedes, can you shine any light on this for us? Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's difficult news for us, and we'll have have a little more clarity on it here in the coming days. But you know, he uh, he he got hurt. He's got uh, got some some fractures in his right ankle, and and we've got to figure out what that what that means going forward. But obviously, disappointing news. Can you tell Med fans how he did it? Um, it was it was on his ranch. You know, I, I can't get into the details of it. You know, and and obviously, you know, I can go off of what the player shared with us that uh, that he he did. You know, land in a hole or step in a hole, and his ankle twisted. That's about it's about uh, about all I can share at this point. But uh, you know, pretty pretty devastating news for him, and uh, and disappointing for us for sure. Um, do you have an early prognosis on him? Um, we don't. You know, he's got a lot of swelling in the ankle right now. He's he's here in New York. He's he's seeing the doctors at HSS, and then once the swelling calms down or or reduces, then we should have a better idea of what that uh, what the action steps will be. All right. Obviously, it's been a tough uh, stretch for your team. Um, let me start with the manager. You gave him a vote of confidence for the quote-unquote foreseeable future. He, he wasn't your guy last year. He had a tough year last year. He's not a proven manager. What have you seen that tells you he's the right guy going forward? You know, I think, Mike, he has the respect of the clubhouse. And I think when teams go poorly, you start to see fracturing of the players amongst each other. Uh, from the players to the coaches and division starts. And, you know, we have not seen that. I've been around the team a lot and, and I've seen nothing but, but constant support from Mickey and his coaching staff to the players and vice versa. We just, we just haven't played, played well enough. And um, I'm not going to put that and the organization is not going to put that on Mickey because, because uh, we all have to have to look ourselves in the mirror here. And I think the players, players understand their burden. And, and I certainly understand mine. Robbie didn't hustle. Would you have rather see him, take him out of the game yesterday or you're okay with how we handle them? You know, those are, those are decisions for Mickey. You know, I, I think, uh, no, opinion. Incident, uh, no opinion, I'm sorry, no opinion, the, you know, no, you know, I, I think it's not my place to have an opinion on what happens, happens in the dugout. You know, I think that, you know, Cano is, is a player that has a lot of passion for the game. And in both of those scenarios, I'm confident he would, would have, Wished he handled it differently, and I'm, I'm confident that he'll handle it differently going forward. And as far as the interaction for, for what uh, what steps were taken or, or what weren't, you know, I, I leave that to Mickey to his to his judgment. Did you talk to Cano? Uh, I have talked to Cano. Yes. Okay, so you felt that you needed to talk to Cano. Well, I, I saw him right after the game on Friday night. I was not at the game yesterday, so I've not had a chance to talk to him after yesterday's incident. But I did talk to him after the game on Friday. All right, uh, you, when you started the season, obviously, uh, and you were a breath of fresh air and you made a lot of very dynamic comments to the Met fans and promised them a lot of stuff and was very confident about this team. Now, 45 games in, 10-19 and 19, your last 29, an embarrassing weekend against a team that's a 100-loss minimum team. How do you feel about 
where your team is right now, uh, do you do you feel confident that you are on the right path, or is there anything you'd like to change? Well, I'm disappointed with how we've played. There is there's no no way to get around that. I don't think we've played as well as we're capable, and we haven't played as well as we wanted wanted to play. Um, I do think we have the ability to get back on track. I think that we have the right chemistry to do so, and my confidence in our ability to to start winning games has not has not dampened. And I think that you know, we have to face reality. We're, we're five games under 500. Our probability from winning the division went down from where it was opening day, but we think that we can still change that, change that direction and, and certainly change the momentum as we head in here to the next, uh, next games. You're 12th in pitching in the National League. You're 10th in hitting and last in fielding. That is a rough combination. Your team has not played well. What do you see that shows – what can you point to that you, makes you think, makes you so confident your team is going to turn this around without any changes? You know, I, I think some of the deficiencies of each of those areas have – we've seen the pros and cons of both. You know, Rosario went through a very difficult stretch there defensively where he made a bunch of errors, and he's played really well defensively here over the course of the last, last week to 10 days. So that, that's encouraging, and, and we didn't really see anything before or after his, uh, his tough stretch to believe that he can't, can't catch the ball and, and play, play defense on a consistent basis. I think that you know, we've pitched well. DeGrom has been brilliant at times. His inconsistency uh, you know, has, has caused us to, you know, to, to be in a difficult spot sometimes. You know, I think Zach Wheeler, same thing. But the talent level and the health of our players, for the most part, is, uh, is there. And, and as that consistency comes, these players haven't lost or regressed their talent level. We just need to find the consistency, and if we do that, I think we can win. I mean, but I mean, let's be honest. Nobody other than your first baseman and McNeil, nobody on this team, and Diaz being okay, gave up a couple of home runs in tie games, but other than that, your team hasn't. I mean, nobody's played well in this team. Look, I, I think that that's why you know when we look ourselves in the mirror, and when I look at myself in the mirror, you know, we we have to recognize we have not been good enough, and do we have? the solutions in place to try to improve upon that. Do we have the talent uh, to rebound from this? You know, my belief is yes. And we're going to keep, uh, keep working every day to do it. I think the fans deserve it. And, you know, I, uh, I want to be, be, I don't want to be ignorant to what our reality is, but at the same point, the talent hasn't changed and we believed in it. The players believed in it. And, and I think that we have to have to reinforce the, the support that we committed to them. 45 games in, and we're talking with Brody Van Wagen and the Mets general manager. Are there some things you can point to that you would admit were maybe mistakes, or are you confident enough that you would do the same thing starting spring training again? Well, time will tell on, on whether mistakes exist or not. I think the, the evaluation so far with our core players, you know, namely Cano and Diaz and Ramos and, and uh, you know, some of the other guys we, we brought in via trade or free agency, you know, they have not gone to the level that we expected. I don't view those as mistakes yet, but obviously time will tell on whether or not I have to have to face that music. But I, I really believe that those guys are talented and have the potential to, to perform. Uh, so the you- Lowry injury has been difficult for sure, but we hope that when he comes back, he can give us a boost and, and we can get back on track to where we've, where we've been. But if you bring Lowry in, what is he going to play? What was his job well, going to be? Where are you going to play him well, at third base? The same, the same vision we had in the first place: third, third base, second base, shortstop, and uh, and be able to play on a on a regular basis at multiple positions. Well, I mean, but look at it. I mean, you you really are 
a team that doesn't have a lot of answers at certain positions. I mean, you're woefully weak in the outfield, hitting-wise, especially from the right-hand side. Davis, I think, hopefully can become a left fielder because he looks like he has a decent bat. I mean, that seems to be the most constructive possible answer. But, I mean, there's not a lot of pop in that outfield. I would think if I would, the first thing I would have pointed to is you probably needed another right-handed bat in that outfield. Well, look, I, I think that, you know, Mike, we can look at how the teams performed. We can right. look at what our expectations are, and we can look at what we believe these players are capable of doing projection-wise going forward. And we still believe in the talent in this room, and we're still going to try to get better, and we will, uh, we will not quit from our efforts. Stay, so you think staying the course right now, both in terms of manager and roster, is the answer? Play better, coach better, lead better. And, and that starts with, uh, starts with me. All right. It's 10 and 19 last 29 games, 20 and 25. At what point would you say, I guess I'm not right about this team? Well, look, judgment happens at different periods of time. Right now, I haven't been right yet because we haven't won as many games as what, uh, is what I'd like to be sitting in this spot. Five days ago, we were a 500 team that had just won four out of five and we were surging in the right direction. So five days ago, I was feeling much better than what I do right now. And five days ago, from now, I hope to be feeling just as good as I was five days ago. But you can't be happy, Brody, with the way this team has played. It's done nothing well this year. It hasn't pitched well like you thought it would. It hasn't caught the ball at all. And it really hasn't hit. It's, done, it's got a great performance from, from Alonzo. He's been tremendous. He's, you got a, gr- a really good performance from McNeil. I'll give you those two. All right. Other than that, I mean, let's be honest. This team has not done much. It really has been a pretty bad-looking baseball team. And I am not arguing that at all. We have not performed the way uh, the way we expected or the way we think we're capable of. So, but you're not. Ex- but you don't think you need to do anything. There's nothing you can put your finger on now where you think you need to make this team better. You're confident that right now, with the guys you have and the guys playing, you can pull out of this hole. The guys we have and the guys we have playing are the guys we're going to have to lean on to win games, and, and particularly tonight. Now, this, these 25 guys we have are going to have to go win us a game tonight and then win us a game tomorrow and, and try to win as many games as we can in the coming, uh, coming days and weeks. What, what has been your biggest disappointment so far with this team? What, part of the t- what, what has been the thing that you say, wow, I'm shocked at this? Well, I, I think that our inconsistency has been our Achilles heel. You know, when we when we've done individual aspects of the game the way that uh, the way we think we're capable of, we have been very effective. You know, early early on in the year, we started five and one. We uh, we were scored. I think we had a stretch there where we scored uh, six runs or more, more than more than any Mets team in history. And and then we didn't pitch on a consistent enough basis to capitalize on that. So I think we need to do both. You know, we pitched well here over the course of last week and, and didn't didn't score enough runs to support each other. So once we once we can combine those two. Then, then I'll feel better about it. But our inconsistency has been my biggest disappointment. Do you think your clubhouse is too soft that it does not, you know, in any way demand player accountability? I don't. I, I think that that clubhouse has veteran leadership. It has young leadership. Players have advanced very quickly in terms of their role and presence in the clubhouse. They. They don't quit. They have fight amongst themselves, and they have a burning desire to be better than what they are right now. And I think those are, those are good ingredients for, uh, for a successful turnaround. Well, you know, certain guys are, are puzzling, I, I think, to fans as to exactly what you're looking for or what you expect to get at, you know, out of certain guys on this roster uh, you know, going forward. And really, uh, you know, overall, everybody in this town loves Todd Frazier. What does he bring to this team right now? 
Todd, Todd brings a couple of things. First off, he brings a very good defender at third base. He brings leadership in the clubhouse, and he has the ability to hit the ball at the ballpark. You know, he hasn't gotten on base at the at the rate that he has the last couple of years, and I think he needs to needs to improve upon his plate discipline. and And I think he he has the potential to be better. But he has been a uh, he's been a guy that's been better in in the past, and and we're optimistic that he can be better going forward. How do you feel about Ramos's play so far this year? You know, I think that uh, that Ramos, like a lot of our guys, you know, have have not produced the way that they're accustomed to. And you know, we we look a lot at uh, at past performances to be indicators of future performances. And there's nothing in a sample size of less than two months that would uh, that would lead us to believe that any of these players, including Ramos, is not capable of producing at levels they have in the past. Talking with Brody Van Wagenen, Brody, you, this was your first go round uh, of doing this. Is there anything? that you would say, hey, I made a rookie mistake on? <laughs> you know, I think, you know, as we look at, uh, look at ourselves in the mirror, and me in particular, you know, I, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for mistakes down the road. I think that, you know, right now it's a matter of putting the pieces in place that, that have a chance to succeed. That was the mission when I started, and, and I'm not convinced we don't have this, uh, this right, right group in front of us right now. So I think that uh, I, you'll find from me, Mike, that, that from what I believe in that moment of time, I'll say it. And, you know, I believe that when we started this offseason that we could win, win with this team, thought that we put a team together that could win and, and could contend right now. And I'm disappointed with our efforts so far and, uh, and expect to be better. And, and if not, I will, uh, I will continue to say that uh, it's not good enough. And if, and if the decisions prove to be, to be wrong and flawed, then, then I'll assess the, the process and the judgment and, and blame myself. Uh, so right now, at 20 and 25, you know, you came on, started the season, and it was great. I mean, you were a breath of fresh air. You said a lot of things. You made very definitive, very strong statements about your club, what you thought your club was. At 20 and 25, as I gave you the rankings and how they've failed so far, we all know all the issues. Right now, do you have that same commitment and confidence to that same group? I'm optimistic that we do. Well, we do have the same group. It's the same group I'm of guys. I'm saying, do you feel confident? that Because you haven't offered any changes. So you're saying, I think this group can win. I believe that this group can contend. No question. I think that uh, you know, our optimism has to be adjusted, Mike. It has to be, given the fact that, that we're five games under 500 and, and we're 45 games into the season. But five days ago, I would have talked about Real, real confidence and optimism still, even though we were a 500 team, based on what we were capable of and based on what we did within, within that five-day period going forward. I can't allow a five-game stretch to completely derail my own expectations, and I don't want the fans to give up on that either, knowing that it's very difficult to watch in real time. But it's not a five-game stretch. You're 10-19 and 19 in your last 29 games, and you're at the bottom of, the, of every performance uh, department in the league. You guys have done nothing well this year. You haven't hit well. You haven't pitched well. You haven't fielded well. So it's not like we're talking about just losing three games to the Marlins. You're 10-19 and 19 in your last—you were 10-6. and six. You're 10-19 and 19 since then. That's a bad record. Mike, I'm not arguing. It's, it's not to so my it's satisfaction. So it's not level. about five games. It's not about just five games ago. You've been bad for more than five games. This is a team that has not performed well this year. I mean, Syndergaard hasn't pitched well. Wheeler hasn't pitched well. Your bullpen hasn't pitched well. Your team hasn't caught the ball. A lot of your guys have hit terribly. So it's a lot of things that have gone wrong on this team. There's very little that's gone right. I'm surprised you're Mike, not more alarmed by your team. Mike, what I'm telling you is you're right. All those things you just described, you are right. There is no debate. But I'm surprised, you're not, I'm surprised you're not more alarmed. 
the reason why I'm not alarmed is because I've seen this team play well at times. I've seen teams around the history of the game that I've watched firsthand, that Mickey has, has coached on firsthand. Six and a half games outside of a division title with four months of the season still to play is not reason to raise a white, white flag. This is a team that is capable of going on a run with our starting pitching, and if we can find consistency, we have the ability to do that. And of- fortunately for us, this National League East has not run away and hid from us. You know, there has been vulnerabilities for all the teams in this division. We're six and a half games back, and whether we're five below or five above, if we're six and a half games back, we're in striking distance. My hope I, is that I'll we give you that. that. I'll give you that. You're not out of the race. I'm not saying you are. We're talking with Brody Van Wagen. And two things, Brody, and I appreciate the time. Number one, what have you seen that you like about Mickey as a manager? What? Give me a, something that you like about him that's a strength that you see as he is a manager. I, I think, and again, I didn't have the perspective for where for seeing Mickey firsthand last year, but what he has done is he's maintained a level of calm and he's been able to galvanize the coaching staff and and the players into into one common effort and one common common stream. Uh, he has not allowed those players to give up on themselves or start to question their talent. I think that was that was probably the number one reason for us in believing that that he was still the right guy for now and that he's the right guy to to lead this team going forward. Number two, what part of the team, what department, pitching, hitting, feeling, which one are you most confident? Or where do you expect where you'd say, I know this part of the team's gonna be okay? What team what part of the team are you most confident in you think leads the least help? Start, starting pitching above and beyond everything else. We we built this team on the backs of three aces and five starting pitchers that, that we felt like had the ability to to go on long sustained successful streaks. Um, that is the upside. These players, you know, Matt's came back, showed he was healthy this last week. We're going to get Vargas back here shortly. But the three horses that we have at the front of the rotation have, have the talent to, to line up with everybody, anybody in the game. And I feel like that's our greatest opportunity for, for stabilization. So you still feel very confident about Syndergaard and Wheeler behind the Grom. And, and is there an issue with Ketcher where you're going to have to let Nitto catch the uh, Grom because of how different the splits are with him versus uh, Ramos? You know the the sample size, and I don't I don't want to keep going back to that that cliche, but you know we're early in the season, so sample sizes for for catcher catcher splits are a little bit a uh, little bit uncertain or or non determinative. But what we have here is a team where Ramos and Nito are going to be in a rotation, depending on when and how they line up. I expect Nito to catch catch Degrom plenty of times, and I okay. expect to be situations where Ramos will, will catch all the guys as well. But you know we're not. We're not limiting our, ourselves to have to be in a box where one player has to be be lined up specifically and exclusively with a pitcher. And and I think that we want to be able to score runs for Jacob DeGrom when he pitches too. So but run prevention I, I and run production that. matter. But his numbers with Nito are pretty impressive. No question. And that's why yeah. Nito's here. You know, we, we made the decision to to shift gears on, on our second catching position. And Nito's defensive capability and ability to work with the pitchers to call a game uh, is the reason why he's here. It's 45 games in Brody. And we're talking with Brody and Van Wagon in uh, your team hit a little bit of a, a fork in the road. You made a statement today, a couple of strong ones about your team going forward, about your manager going forward. At what point is the next point where you say, I mean, is it 80 games? Uh, is it, 
I mean, is there a, when is there a fair point where you've seen enough? I mean, 45 games maybe isn't enough time for you to have seen enough. At what point would you need to have your team have turned the corner for you to not be looking to shake things up? Well, we, we know 500 is a mark that, that is pretty easy to teeter on, good or bad, sort of very identifiable. We're five games below below now. If we're playing above 500 baseball in the coming days and weeks, we'll feel like we have optimism to be able to uh, to carry that over and, and not only get above 500, but get into striking distance within this division. So if we fail to do that over the course of the next 30 to 45 days, then we'll have to have to assess what uh, what our real real future is. I, I'm going to face the reality head on, Mike. And and right now we we're five games below. Like I said, five days ago, we were we were 500. So let's keep uh keep charging and, and we got to win one game tonight and find ways to improve tomorrow too. This is your first rodeo. You feeling the pressure? You know what? We, we talk about in these walls that, that pressure is a privilege. And, and I, I said to the guys today, you know, I feel very lucky to be able to make a living in, in baseball. I feel like it's an honor to, to come to work every day. And I feel like that, that opportunity and that pressure is, is what makes, makes this challenge uh, so exciting and what it, it's what makes this opportunity so real because we have an, a chance to impact impact real people and real fans in a city where, where baseball still is relevant. Has any of that confidence been chipped away or no? Not, not at all. All right. Thanks, Brody. Appreciate it. I right, appreciate it. Thank you. Brody Van Wagenen back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.